Engaging presentations on the most urgent problem of our day and what you can do about it. Now, the End Abortion Podcast by Priests for Life. Hi, friends. Father Frank Pavone here, National Director of Priests for Life. Welcome to Praying for America. Well, today is a very special day for the pro-life movement and for many people throughout the world. It is the day of the unborn child. It is exactly nine months before Christmas when we celebrate, of course, the birth of Christ. So today is the conception of Christ. Today is the day where we celebrate that event as related in Luke chapter 1, starting in verse 26, where the angel is sent by God to a virgin, Mary, and tells her that she's been chosen to be the mother of Christ, the Son of God. So it's a very special day, and after we read a little scripture here and say a prayer, I want to share with you a conversation from earlier today that I had with our executive director, Janet Morana, about the significance of this day. Because, you know, restoring protection to the, to the most fundamental right, the right to life, is key to making America great again. As President Trump has always said, we believe in the sacred dignity of every child, born and unborn. They are made in the holy image of God. So with that in mind, let's read from Psalm 139, uh, starting with verse 13. The psalmist says to God, Truly, you have formed my inmost being. You knit me in my mother's womb. I give you thanks that I am fearfully, wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. My soul also you knew full well. Nor was my frame unknown to you when I was made in secret when I was fashioned in the depths of the earth. Your eyes have seen my actions. In your book they are all written. My days were limited before one of them existed. How weighty are your designs, O Lord! How vast the sum of them! Were I to recount them, they would outnumber the sands. Did I reach the end of them, I should still be with you. Let us pray. Father, we pray for America. We pray that this nation would be marked by a respect for every human being, starting from that wonderful knitting together in the womb that you have done for us all. Extending, Lord God, to legal protection for every child, born and unborn. Father, stop the shedding of innocent blood in our land We know that your word tells us that you hate the shedding of innocent blood. Lord God, stop the advance of abortion. Stop the policies of the Democrat Party that would have us even pay for abortion, that would have unlimited abortion. Lord, protect the dignity of the unborn child, and may we be the spokespeople for that child. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Friends, you know the importance of this issue. Let's listen now to this conversation from earlier today with our executive director, Janet Morana, about the day of the unborn child. Well, good morning, friends. Father Frank Pavone here, National Director of Priests for Life. Welcome to our program. And today I'm with Janet Morana our executive director, and this is a very special day. It is the day of the unborn child. It is March the 25th. 
We're uh, sharing this program also with our RSBN audience for our Praying for America series. We wanted to bring you this special broadcast. And uh, March 25th is observed throughout the world as the Day of the Unborn Child, and we're going to explain that a little bit more. Welcome, Janet. It's a great day. Yes, it is. And of course, uh, we also celebrate today what we'd say the Feast of the Annunciation. And, And that is because that's the day that Mary said yes to the angel Gabriel. And of course, then Jesus uh, became an unborn child. Become an unborn child. And so celebrating the the day of the unborn child is to say, these unborn babies that are first of all being killed by abortion are just like the Lord. He he was an unborn child too. And today is a perfect day. When you think about it, nine months from today is Christmas. Right. And this is a perfect opportunity for uh, school children, homeschool kids. You know, parents, this is great to educate your kids because you say, oh, Christmas is nine months away. And guess what? Today's the day that Jesus became an unborn child. And you could follow fetal development now through the, the next nine months, right? And watch and tell the child, oh, let's look at Jesus now. Look at him. Look how big he's getting. It really helps show the humanity of the unborn child, but through them connecting to Jesus. Yes. Well, why don't we read that scripture passage? Okay. It comes from Luke uh, (laughs) chapter 1, starting in verse 26. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a town of Galilee called Nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man named Joseph of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And coming to her, he said, Hail, favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled at what was said and wondered what this greeting might be. Then the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. Behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall name him Jesus. He will be great and will be called Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give him the throne of David, his father, and he will rule over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. But Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I have no relations with a man? And the angel said to her in reply, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. And behold, Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived a son in her old age. And this is the sixth month for her who was called barren. For nothing will be impossible for God. Mary said, Behold, I am the handmaid of the Lord. May it be done to me according to your word. And with that, the angel left her. That's the Annunciation. That's right. And here we are on that great feast. You know, Father, I really, you know, like you just said, several countries already around the world, nationally, this is not just a religious thing. It's a government thing That's where right. they declare that uh, everything's closed, it's a day off, and it's observed the day of the unborn child. Wouldn't it be wonderful here in, in the United States uh, if we could get to the point where we acknowledge this nationally? Well, if you get the Democrats out of power, you know, that'll, that'll <laughs> Okay, uh, Father, yeah, all right, don't work. go there. But, but the, uh, the, uh, <clears throat> it started in 1993 in El Salvador, right. and then it spread throughout many countries in, in Latin America, observing the day of the unborn child, like you say, either by church decree or government decree. And then from there, it spread to Europe, the Romania, Slovakia, 
the uh, Philippines and spread into Asia, the Philippines, Australia. So various countries are doing it. And uh, tell us what happened right here in this building last month in regard to uh, uh, this uh, observance with the pro-life well, leaders. Well, we had a meeting here of about 60 uh, leaders of the pro-life groups here in America. And uh, we collaborated and got together and said, you know what, let's all our groups declare the day of the unborn child right. with our email list, with our Facebook presence, with our memes. And so the groups are just doing it. So if you look on Facebook, a lot of them are using those beautiful images we have. We call them the NASA images. Oh, yeah. And I think we can show uh, show people some of those images uh, as well. The so-called NASA, because they use technology that NASA uses for the n images of the Earth. Right. Now, uh, we're looking right now, Father, look, look at that seven-week uh, baby. Uh, I mean, you see his little eyes, his hands, his toes, fingers and toes and all that. I mean, and that's at seven weeks. And of and course, that, that his baby, heart is already beating. That baby is still <coughs> beaten millions and millions of times by right. The mm -hmm. baby is still called an embryo at that stage. Think people think of the word embryo. Sometimes they just think of a mass of cells. But that's the embryo. And then uh, eight weeks following fertilization as well. Um, the completion of eight weeks, that's when the baby <coughs> starts to be called a fetus. Right. There you have the ninth and the tenth <coughs> week. These right. are obviously human babies. So this is the day we want to shine a bright light on the existence of these children. I think sometimes when people hear the word unborn, <coughs> right. they think we're talking about people, uh, babies that are going to be born 100 years from now. Right. Yeah, technically they're unborn too. But we're talking about babies living and growing now in their mother's wombs. Well, and also, too, you know, Planned Parenthood still likes to spread, spread that lie to the women. Oh, it's just a clump of cells at this point. Oh, it's not really a baby. Well, okay, and the earth is flat. And, and so false. And this is the baby. Look at this baby. This is the baby that's being attacked in the chemical abortion. This is the baby that then the woman takes that second pill back home and expels in her own bathroom. This little baby. Well, the chemical abortion. The chemical abortion starves the baby. Starves the baby. The suction abortion, you know, tears the body apart by sucking it through a suction tube. <coughs> right. And uh, but today, you know, I, I like the day of the unborn child because it's bringing uh, a spotlight on a child who is very real. This is not unborn in the sense of a hundred years from now. This is a baby who already exists. You know, right. sometimes the other side will, will, I mean, they talk as if the baby didn't exist. They say, oh, well, you should be concerned about children who are already alive. These babies are already alive. That's right. They are already alive. They're Their hearts growing. are beating <laughs> millions of times at this stage. Right. Millions. Already. So what the Day of the Unborn Child helps to do is to counteract the blind spot. We really have a blind spot in our uh, culture, and I... I talked about this in my book, Abolishing Abortion, and uh, uh, we um, see it just, I mean, even the examples I gave in here are, have been <laughs> uh, surpassed by, by numerous other examples since then. But uh, for example, remember the Sandy Hook Elementary School uh, shooting back in, uh, back in December of 2012? Um, we had a, 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 there was an op-ed published in, on Fox News, who would kill children, was the question. Well, I've got an answer for, to that for you. The abortionists. Right. Who would kill children? Why would we even ask a, a question like that? 
who would kill children. I mean, yes, you have a shooting of children in school. It's a terrible thing. People should be outraged. But you're really going to ask who would kill children? We're killing children, you know, by the thousands, thousands every day every and, and day. calling it reproductive health. And when you talk about the whole world, the abortion policies here in the United States are the most extreme along with other communist nations yeah, like yeah. Uh, China, uh, Vietnam, and so on. Th that's who we're in company with. We're in company with North over Korea. In, over, yeah, North yeah. Korea. Over in Europe, you know, they only allow, most countries in Europe, abortion only to 12 weeks. Or, right, right. But right. in the United States, to birth and beyond. Well, it's a now, blind spot. It's a yeah. blind spot. Uh, I point out <laughs> in my book also commentary that took place when Trayvon Martin uh, was slain, the teenager, and somebody on TV was saying, um, you know, uh, well, about the verdict uh, uh, for him. And they said they left the impression that it was okay to kill an unarmed African-American child who has committed no crime. Well, abortion kills an unarmed African-American child who has committed no crime, too. Again, it's a blind spot. It's like the Democrats who, who more than once, under the uh, leadership of Congresswoman Rosa DeLauro, I hope Rosa is uh, listening because she's got some repenting to do, um, they, they get together, these Democrats, who are all pro-abortion, and they issue, in 2006, they issued uh, this. House Democrats release historic Catholic statement of principles, express commitment to the dignity of life, and believe that government has a moral purpose. And then they talk about how they, they quote, work every day to advance respect for life, respect for life, and the dignity of every human being, except the unborn child. Right. That's it. Except That's, the unborn child. Yeah. That's why we need this day. We need a day of the unborn child to remind us that uh, together with the other 364 days of the year, these are real children. That need protection. Yes. Uh, we have some people leaving comments, and I invite you to do so, friends. And then we're going to show them a little video clip in a second. Um, Praise the Lord for his gifts of science. Pray for my granddaughter, pregnant for eight months. Okay, yeah, this is, the, this is, is really uh, a beautiful day, especially for those who are pregnant, isn't it? They're, That's they're right. carrying an unborn child. Yeah. And uh, mm -hmm. uh, that is something that... Uh, well, you know, Father, uh, we, it's so ironic that when they want to welcome this unborn child, everyone has those ultrasound pictures. Of they, course. They put them on the of refrigerator. Course. They frame them. It, it's the first pictures now in their baby book. Uh-huh. But when they want to get rid of the kid, well, now it's okay to kill the baby. It's mm -hmm. just such craziness going on in our country. That, it's a big uh, blind spot. Totally blind spot. But, you know, we have some great resources, Father, to help people really educate about the unborn child. Uh -huh. So we saw those, those beautiful NASA pictures. Well, we have a brochure that they can order from us called My Heart Beats Just Like Yours. Mm -hmm. And in that, we have those pictures, but then the baby talks to you and tells you, Right now, my heart's beating, you know, like a million and a half times. Right now, I, I can wiggle my fingers and my toes. Mm -hmm. It's a great tool that you can even give to school children. Yes. You know, uh, so I want people to go to our online store at prolifeproducts.org, uh, and you can order that. Uh, we have a special page set up, too, that says myheartbeatsjustlikeyours.com. You'll see the pictures there. There's a link. You can order the brochure. You might be seeing Janet drinking her water. We have these great water bottles that says My Heart Beats Just Like Yours and even T-shirts. You know, we could really, really 
spread the word about this unborn child and the humanity of it because this is the baby talking to you like, hello, I'm here, <laughs> my heart's beating, and it's just like your heart's beating. That's so right. this is a really great campaign we have here, Father. It's a really spread. And what better way than to say, come on, today's the day of the unborn child. Let's spread the word. Let's get these resources as tools to really educate everyone about this baby. So there's a special website, dayoftheunborn.com, that we've put together. It includes these photos and the video clip we're about to see, dayoftheunborn.com. We want to invite people to go there and uh, look, uh, look, uh, look that up and uh, see the additional information and the additional prayers uh, that are there as well. Oh, look, Father, someone ordered the My Heartbeats uh, brochures from us, and uh, she's in the religious ed program in her parish, and they're giving it out to the students. Well, Isn't that great? Cheryl, God bless you. That's wonderful. Yes, yes. That's what we need to do. We need you, friends, to be our... our uh, Boots uh, on the ground. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> right. show, show these uh, resources to well, others. Well, if a young, if even teenagers, right? Confirmation class. Hello. People who are going to be confirmed this spring, Father. How can you be confirmed in the, in the Catholic faith and not realize about the unborn child and the danger that child is in from abortion? These kids, mm -hmm. you see those brochures about my heartbeats just like yours. That should, every confirmation class should have that brochure. Mm -hmm. Everyone. And yeah. they could see what, what we're talking about. Absolutely. So, friends, if you're just joining us, uh, Father Frank Pavone here uh, with Janet Morana, our executive director. And we're talking about today's observance of the Day of the Unborn Child. It's observed worldwide. Various countries have official government decrees and uh, declarations from their churches that we want to focus today on the unborn child. Why? Because it's the day when Jesus became an unborn child, as we read in Luke chapter 1, uh, when Mary says yes to the God's plan for her to be pregnant with Jesus. Nine months from today is Christmas, the birth of Jesus. And today, Janet, uh, well, first, let's show a special little video clip of the unborn child. This is a process of embryoscopy, as it's called. It's, it's more, more direct visual imagery of the child than uh, ultrasound is. And uh, let me just show you a, a little clip from that. The four-chambered heart is largely complete. On average, the heart now beats 167 times per minute. Electrical activity of the heart, recorded at seven and a half weeks, reveals a wave pattern similar to the adults. That's uh, the embryo. That's right. And you know, Father, we do have a DVD of that footage. We if sure they do. Would, if they would like to obtain it from us, it's the biology of prenatal development. Mm -hmm. And it was, uh, actually, it was approved by National Geographic. It's got their stamp right on it. So it's, it's scientific. It's backed up by a whole <coughs> host of embryologists <coughs> and other medical experts who have uh, looked at they it. They can and go to our online store, prolifeproducts.org, and they can get a copy of that video. Tell us about the other significance of today. Because it's the Annunciation, because it's the Day of the Unborn Child, something special happened on this day in 1995 uh, that St. John Paul II did? Well, of course, that was the, the Evangelium Vitae, the Gospel of Life, the beautiful encyclical. And Father, I can remember, you know, you were only heading up Priests for Life at that point for two years, right? And I remember when the encyclical came out, we were like so excited because we said, look, the Holy Father has really put an amen onto our pro-life work. And when you read through that encyclical, I mean, he covers it all. He covers euthanasia. He covers abortion. He covers even voting 
in politics. How you you can't vote for a pro-abortion candidate. You know, uh, he he even uh, paragraph ninety nine, uh, the paragraph for women who've had abortions. He addresses that and, and how they're going to be the most eloquent voices and to entrust their children to Jesus. I mean that that document. If brothers and sisters, if you have not read Evangelium Vitae, it's perfect day today, on the anniversary of that encyclical. Just Google the Gospel of Life encyclical and just take a few moments today and read that encyclical. It is so rich uh, with the, the information in it. And we've done a study guide on that document yes, as we well. Have. It's a very biblically based document. So our friends in, in other denominations too. I mean, it's not just a Catholic document. Uh, but gospeloflife.org is where they can find also the study guide together ah, with okay. the text of the document, gospeloflife.org. And uh, yes, he purposely issued that on March the 25th, 1995. The years have gone by since then. Yeah. But, uh, but the importance of this day has only grown. You know, it's an international observance because there are international attacks on the right to life. And we're involved in defending that right to life and defending that unborn child in these international arenas, aren't we, at the United Nations and, right. and other arenas too? Well, yeah, we're an NGO, non-government organization at the United Nations, and we have our team uh, that participates there. We, we give, matter of fact, this spring, there was events, even though some of them were by Zoom, and we always have uh, good pro-life statements that we submit uh, as part of these meetings they have. Not only in the United Nations, but also south of us, the Organization of American States. We're That's another international mm -hmm. body. And uh, yes, we're accredited members there as well. Because we have to be in these arenas because the other side tries to always talk about reproductive and sexual health and rights, right. which in and of itself has a legitimate meaning, but they're always using always those as code, code words, always for abortion. Oh, for abortion, abortion on demand, no yes. less. And they try to declare that to be an international right. And we say, no, it is not a right at all, neither international nor personal. It is not. And uh, we're successfully pushing back efforts to incorporate abortion into this uh, into these international documents. That's right. Yeah. That's yeah. Right. So, uh, so the day of the unborn child. Now, what can people do to observe this day? I mean, we've already given them some practical things. You go to dayoftheunborn.com, share those images. I mean, obviously a lot of people are connecting with us right now on social media. They use social media. So you can spread the pictures of these babies on social media. That is uh, very, very important. That's right. Make your own meme, share it with your friends. And like I said, the, the products we have to continue the education after today is so important. The brochures and the, the brochures, the yes. water bottles, the t-shirts. Like we have to be champions for the unborn child. Right and now. and uh, <laughs> uh, the, uh, the encyclical, like you said, reading, reading it, gospeloflife.org. Um, People might want to pay, take part in um, a 40 days vigil, right? That's right. 40 days for life is going on right now. It usually ends, uh, I believe, on Palm Sunday. That weekend is the last mm -hmm. time. So you still have time to go out and pray in front of an abortion mill. And sometimes, you know, lives are saved. Those unborn children are saved because some, some of these women are just looking for a sign. You know, show me why I shouldn't be going in right now. Lord, please send me. Well, if there's people out there praying, some of them... Just leave. And that'll help people like Juanita. Re see what Juanita's comment is there that uh, just uh, yeah. messaged us. She said, my parents made me abort when I was 16. Please pray for me 
to be forgiven and for me to forgive myself. Juanita, you've already been forgiven by the Lord. And I want you to go to a special website we have, abortionforgiveness.com. Put in your zip code, Juanita, and you'll see where the nearest Rachel's Vineyard and other help is available in your area. And I'm telling you, you need to go on a Rachel's Vineyard retreat. It'll be life-changing for you because you will learn that the Lord has already forgiven you, but you will learn how to forgive yourself and have peace. Yes, well, let's pray as we uh, are in the last few moments of this this part of our broadcast, and we're going to have uh, the rosary and also then a live mass for the, the day of the unborn child that I'll be celebrating with you. Um, but let's pray now, too, for Juanita and all those who have had abortions and all those who are tempted to have abortions and for their unborn children. Uh, and then we're going to give a special blessing with this relic. Um, Lord, we, we thank you today for, uh, for unborn children, our youngest brothers and sisters in the human family. And we ask you, you to give your blessing to those children. Give them your protection, Lord. We ask you, Lord, also to bless those who are tempted to have abortions with the strength to say no and with the strength to do as Mary did in this gospel passage, to say yes, even though it's a surprise, even though it's, it's uh, unplanned, even though it's difficult, to say yes to your plan for life, recognizing that that child, O oh God, belongs to you not simply to us, but to you. We ask you, Lord, to bless with healing and mercy, forgiveness and peace those that have had abortions. Help them to continue to turn back to you with sincere repentance and help them to know that you have shed your blood for us on the cross and offer us that forgiveness even more eagerly than we want to receive it. Bless all those who are ministering that healing too, particularly through our Rachel's Vineyard retreats and our Silent No More campaign by which people hear the testimonies of those who have found your love and forgiveness. We pray all this on this day of the unborn through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. And we have uh, John uh, talking to us here about being happy to always follow us and our team to understand well the things that we are saying and to apply what he has learned here to his work and to spread it to others. That's what we're always looking for, isn't it, Janet, from our, yes, right. from our audience? So, Father, let's tell them quickly about uh, the story about how we obtained this relic. Yes. Uh, first of all, it's um, a relic of some of St. John Paul II's blood. Uh, it's a little piece of one of his uh, vestments that yes. was soaked uh, uh, in his blood and was given to us by Cardinal Jeebish. Uh, he was his personal secretary. Personal secretary. Mm -hmm. And he wanted us to have it to bless our ministry. Yes. Uh, because of our focus uh, being on saving the unborn children That's from right. abortion. Exactly, exactly. And uh, so we've been very privileged to have this relic of St. John Paul II uh, here uh, in our building, in our chapel. And um, we're truly, truly blessed to really have this with us. Well, John Paul II was the Pope of life. I worked under him at the Vatican for a while in the <clears throat> office that deals with abortion and pro-life issues. So... We'll pray a blessing now over all of you, friends, all of you who are so devoted to this cause along with us. May the Lord, uh, through the passion, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, the only Savior, the only hope of humanity, the only mediator between God and the human family, uh, may He pour out His blessings upon you in Christ 
and follow the uh, ways of the gospel of life and the teaching and inspiration brought to us through uh, the writings uh, and example of St. John Paul II. May Almighty God bless you all, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. So, Janet, we're going to have the rosary, and uh, we'll say uh, goodbye to our guests from uh, uh, the, uh, the uh, evening broadcast, the Right Side Broadcasting. But uh, for uh, those that are with us live, we want to go to uh, the rosary now and then invite them to join us for Mass as well on this beautiful day of the unborn. So thanks for your reflections and uh, conversation. And we'll have, of course, uh, we always look forward to seeing your programs. I'm sure many of our viewers are watching Just Ask Janet, right? Just Ask Janet. Each night. Each night at 9 p.m. And brothers and sisters, I think we can all work. Let's talk to your elected representatives and let's get the United States, one of those countries that by next year will declare the day of the unborn child for our country. That would be wonderful. Wouldn't that be wonderful? Yes, indeed. We can pray for it and work for it. Well, friends, thank you so much for the commitment that you have to this cause of life. Uh, we have given you some practical things uh, in that conversation just now that you heard, things that you can do, and I pray that you'll be able to follow up on those. You know, just the two final observations. First of all, you know the Republican Party platform is explicitly committed not only to the fact that the unborn child has an inherent right to life that cannot be infringed, but to calling for a constitutional amendment to protect those rights of that child. We applaud that. Together, we need to work for that. On the other hand, the Democrat platform considers uh, the abortion to be a basic right and, in fact, puts no limits on it and says that you and I need to pay for it. The platform itself says we need to pay for it. This is unacceptable. Let's continue with that as one of our many, many motives for voting the Democrats out of power. I thank you for joining us. Uh, We are lifting you up in prayer as well. And together now, let's say the Lord's Prayer, keeping in mind all our intentions, including the ones that you have been leaving in the comments. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. One final reminder, tomorrow night, President Trump's rally from Georgia, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, will be joining you here to watch that rally. President Trump, tomorrow night, 7 p.m., we'll see you then. God bless. I think we have Richard Lee, we have Jim Garlow, and we have Father Frank Pavone. Someplace there in the audience, so I appreciate you. I appreciate you. Follow him, Father Frank Pavone. This has been the End Abortion Podcast. To learn more, to help end abortion, and to connect with us on social media, visit endabortion.net.